If you are looking for ransom, I can tell you I don't have money, but what I do have are a very particular set of skills. Running back. Lead running back, y'all. This is how you win. This is where the money's at right here. Uh, it's Machine, it's Fitz. It's the Blowout Fantasy Football Podcast Draft Guide, whatever you want to call it. You know what we're doing. We're to the point of the show where we tell you how to win money. Because the number one thing that can separate you from your competition, depending on format and who you're playing with, is picking winners at running back. Um, already gave you the offensive line rankings. Fitz did. Told you who's most likely not going to qualify as a top 10 RB this season, strictly because their offensive line isn't good enough. Um, I play a lot of PPR, so I'm constantly trying to make sense of which one of these running backs is going to get targets, who's going to get the ball uh, out of the backfield, who's going to get uh, receptions, right? Some of that is impossible to know, uh, just flat out. Like, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to try, and I'm going to go, hey, this guy has caught passes before, so it's going to make would make sense that he catches passes in the pros, but a lot of this stuff just comes the hell out of nowhere. Like the Najee stuff last year, 75 catches for Najee Harris. Like, what the fuck was that? Is oh. running a rookie into the ground, getting your money's worth. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Like, they're playing money ball with, with rookie running backs. But, um, yeah, so the – I guess just you can jump into running back philosophy real quick uh, if you want to. But that's kind of how I – there's a couple questions that I start throwing around whenever I'm lining out the guys that – can make my draft pool versus can't. And that's one of my number one tricks. If you remember anything from this uh, or from the last couple of years, one of my rules is narrow down your draft pool. You don't need every fucking player showing up on your queue as if they're draftable at any moment. Like some guys, you just got to say, nope, I'm not doing it. Um, but yeah, just tell me your uh, RB theory philosophy uh, for this season. Uh Basically, the first five guys I am, um, I mean, <laughs> the elephant in the room is for everybody is Christian McCaffrey. Yep. And he's sitting there 
even at one, people are taking him. Uh, now, I think you're kind of insane to just outright straight up not pick up the guy who was RB1 in pretty much the MVP, out, maybe outside of Cooper Cup last year, but the best running back by far in Jonathan Taylor. He is the 1-1, one, one, no question about it for me, and he should be in your in your draft. After that, I have Eckler at two, but the, the, the problem with calling out Eckler's name at two or, you know, could it be, it could be Dalvin or Joe Mixon, is you have to sit there and live with that decision the rest of the year knowing that you may have just passed up the lottery ticket. And that's not easy to do. Mm-hmm. Now, my comfort level with McCaffrey is like, let me push me that back to five. And if he somehow slips to me, which is not hardly anywhere, mm-hmm. but if he somehow falls to me, then I have to make the decision and I'm going to take him. But my comfort level and I, what seeing what I saw last year with those other four guys I just named, Taylor, Eckler, Cook, Mixon, I didn't name him, but those are the guys that I know are going to come close or be better. And they're basically guaranteed to not fuck your team. And you're always, this is risk management right here. Mm -hmm. At this point in the draft, you cannot fuck this up. Mm -hmm. And so those are the guys that I'm calling out. And like I said, start, and then after that, pivoting to receiver. And then then those next like eight guys are just like, put them in a blender and everybody's got a different opinion on them. Yeah. But they're all pretty, pretty safe. Maybe except for Fernet if you have him in there, but yeah. Yeah. I guess it, the, the build of who's going to be in your running back room is most affected by what kind of philosophies you believe in. You're a zero RB guy, you're a hero RB guy. I mean, they're called zero RB and hero RB for a reason. It's not deep wide receiver or, Five round wide receiver. This it's how many running backs are you taking through this many rounds? This, the theory is based on the, how you win your league is how you decide on this position. It really yeah. it's all boils down to this. Yeah, it does every and, year, and it, and it, it, once again after two weeks, I was like, yep, same thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's the theory behind zero RB. If I can butcher it extremely quickly, is that running back is the most fragile position in football. You cannot find a the probability of you finding a wide receiver that can perform as a wide receiver one outside of the first four to five rounds, it's highly unlikely. The running back that is drafted outside of the first four to five rounds that performs as an RB one happens a couple of times every year. Yep. So take the more stable position, which is wide receiver. The injury rates lower hit rates are higher for guys in that range. If you do this over a collection of drafts, a portfolio of teams throughout a season, throughout years, win rates are higher. That's fine. Most people aren't playing at that level. Let's just be honest. They're, they don't have five plus teams a year. They are playing multiple years in multiple tournaments. So I respect the zero RB models to my favorite writers and podcasters really, really believe in it. Um, and dive headfirst into it. And win rates will tell you over time it works. Uh, but year to year, league to league, you're gonna get your ass kicked if you don't have hey, pup. <laughs> if you if you don't have if you don't pick the right running backs. Right. If your RB two is soft or not a starter or a split backfield. Um and so the questions I dive into, so I don't, I never go into any draft going like, I have to go zero RB or I have to go hero RB or I got to go anchor RB or I got to go whatever, you know, random uh, 
name they're going to attach to a build. It's you got to read it by the draft. Yeah, where what position are you in? Yeah, where are you drafting at? Because that's going to decide where are you what running back you're taking. Where are you getting off? Right, so, what is your first uh, like? Where are you getting off the train there? So first train. Jonathan Taylor's one. Yes, he did have the worst running back one season, I think, in a long, long time last year. But that's kind of the position now, I think. Um, CMC's two for me. Eckler's three. Dalvin Cook's four. DeAndre Swift is five. Whoa. And then I think I'm pivoting to wide receiver probably right after that with Jefferson Cup, Chase. Then... In that order? Yeah. Okay. And then Barkley, some mixture of Najee and Camaro. That's my those are my first two tiers running back. Do you not then. have Derrick Henry in the first round? No. I'm not touching Derrick Henry this year. <laughs> Me either. Not touching. <laughs> I Derrick. mean, I have him in I have him at pick ten. I have him as my RB seven. Um He's he's on this list between Saquon and Najee, but I literally haven't marked through his name. So have I. That's exactly how I have it. Not not touching him. No, I have McCaffrey at five. Like I said, that you can't at, at a certain point you have to be like, okay, I can't. I have to take him. I am, yeah. of course, like everybody, worried about him getting hurt. Mm-hmm. But he's coming in the season healthy. Yeah. Uh, and he's <laughs> listen. He's gonna fucking get hurt at some point this season. The other slight thing about McCaffrey is that I am a little, like I said last year, a little bit worried about his usage coming down because of all these fucking injuries. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to make the playoffs and you want your studs to be healthy, you have to lower the amount of times you use them and send them out into the fucking linebackers of the NFL. This is exactly the model that the uh, Packers have been doing every year. They've mm-hmm. been, and hell, the Bengals did it last year. Yeah. I mean, it's a smart way to run your football team. And so at some point, that's got to happen, right? I mean, it's kind of started happening last year. He was still able to produce when he was in there. He didn't play enough games to really qualify for any of these mm-hmm. you know, fantasy points per game. That's the slight worry that I have if I'm drafting Christian McCaffrey outside of the injuries. Like I said, Taylor. No, no matter what, we I I think we both have we're both a little ahead of the market on Austin Eckler. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't listen. I don't think he's scoring twenty touchdowns again, but it's Joe Lombardi's offense again. Mm-hmm. And if you want to know what was different last year, well, two things were different. You had Herbert coming off an amazing rookie year, then in his second year, to even taking the next next step. But you had Joe Lombardi taking over the offense, who had gotten you. You know, RB two with three finishes with Alvin Kamara. Now he steps in right off the bat. He's using him, Austin Eckler, just like he did Kamara. Mm-hmm. And you saw what happened. They're getting to the goal line and he's got a fresh running back. He didn't overuse him, but he used yep. him in every kind of situation that you want to use him. Austin mm-hmm. Eckler was that guy. Yeah. So I have him too a little worried about Dalvin Cook. It's just injuries though, isn't it? A little bit of, you know, wear and tear in general. I mean, they're still gonna run outside zone 15 times a game. It's going to be a different running scheme though, which is a little bit worrisome, but I think it's going to be more efficient. Yeah. I, I think they're, if they do completely switch it up, I think they're going to pretty quickly go like, okay, we have the best outside run zone, outside zone running back in the league. Just let him do what he's fucking good at. Like he's fully healthy. Dalvin cook. And an offense that's cooking, like I think we we're kind of forgetting how 
great that guy was. We we fell in love with him. I think the first pod, the first yeah. time we did this, we yeah. he was the guy we talked about the most. Yeah, I was like, get that guy. And he finished like RB3 or something that year. This has been the Dalvin Cook show basically yeah. every year. Yeah, and I mean, if we're going to have the same leniency with Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, you have to forgive Dalvin Cook. He went into the same, uh, he did the same confessional, and he's clean now. He comes out. It's a new season. Shoulder's going to be a thing, I think, every year. He's probably going to miss two games. Right? Yeah, Can't yeah, but it. you know his handcuff, too, and his handcuff is good. His handcuff is very good. He wins you weeks yep. and months at a time, so it's like... You got to get him. You got to get him, 100%. Madison. But it's at a price that's not insane. It's not Kareem Hunt. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not six round. It's eight, nine. Okay, no one else is really interested in Alexander Madison. I'm going to go ahead and take him. Just take be the safe, yeah, yeah, safe move. And so, I don't know. I think this is a really good mix of running backs this year. There's elite guys that have had injuries in the past that are getting discounted a little bit from their peak value. In CMC, Dalvin Cook, Saquon Barkley, even Derrick Henry. For that, if you're a Derrick Henry guy, Swift is coming off injury. Kamara is coming off injury and issues. I think they're kind of priced almost accurately, despite how insane the running back market is. And then there's this nice mix of young dudes that either didn't play or playing for the first time. Javante, whatever you want to call that, second year in a split backfield. And I just like I like this collection of running backs this year. I think I can pick winners pretty easily. This might be the strongest like top you know twelve or whatever it is running yeah. backs we've ever seen. Yeah. And then, but you want to get one of those two of those guys potentially. Mm-hmm. So, listen, I've always I've, I felt like I've been prognosticating this guy accurately basically every year he's been in the league, and I you know got a lot of shit for him last year by you during our draft actually. But what is do you still where do you have Mixon? Uh, I know I have him higher than the market, but I do. Yeah. I I don't. He see starts any holes. the third tier. He's uh, running back ten right now. Okay. Yeah. I mean, which isn't there, there's no shame in that. I love the offense, and mm-hmm. I think his touchdown production is very repeatable. Mm-hmm. And I think he's still in the prime of his career, or but right before maybe a year or two before it tails off, I think he's still in that perfect sweet spot. And their their offensive line is way better than it was last year mm-hmm. and they were upgraded coming from the year before and that's why i said mixon is going to be a top five pick next year now some not a lot of people have him in the top five i do mm-hmm. because i think he is incredibly safe you're not going to fuck your league up and you know i don't know if people are still remembering back from what happened in college and the punching girl and all that but i i'm just looking at what he's been doing every fucking year and with a shitty offensive line and he's better and better and better mm-hmm. and he's so incredibly safe to me uh that's why i have him where i have him do you yeah. what's your hold up with him is there a hold up there's no, that's not i mean he's 10th at the position so i don't consider it a hold up okay i just he doesn't have elite peak like camara like saquon because like, he comes off the field on passing downs yeah, yeah even though he can he's a really good pass catcher but they're, right. they're trying to save him yeah they're trying to save him and they're smart and they run a modern backfield where it's here's our guy. We also have Smudgy Pre Ryan. We also have Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, he just doesn't have, he's never going to get an insane amount of carries. 
and an insane amount of targets. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. Like Kamara might get an insane amount of targets and the same amount of carries. Najee did get those targets last year. Saquon could be RB1. I just don't think Mixon can ever be RB1. That's the thing. And if I'm taking you top 10 or top 9 in this scenario, I really, really want to believe somewhere in this array of outcomes that you can be RB1. Mixon, I don't feel like he can. I feel like Chase is going to steal touchdowns or whatever you want to call it. Not stealing, just he's getting a lot of touchdowns. T. Higgins is going to get a lot of touchdowns. Samaji's going to get third down. There's like a, just a little bit of everything. Just a tiny bit of everything we're, across we're sh- the board. Yeah, we're, we're trying to shave yeah. every little bit off here. Yeah, I mean, he's ahead of Javante, Brees Hall, Aaron Jones, the rest of this group. So I think he's incredibly safe. I just don't think he can be RB1. I actually think his touchdowns are going to go up this year. You think so? I do. Uh, it's just, I just think that offense is like, this. I think it's going to be one of the, I think it's the best offense in the NFL. Yeah, it might be. I mean, they went to the Super Bowl. <laughs> with a bad offensive line yeah. and, a, and a quarterback coming off a torn ACL. Yeah. I mean, there's no holes in that fucking offense. Yeah. I love all of it. I mean, maybe Who's they don't tight have end, a great uh, tight end. Uh, they got Hayden Hurst. Nice. Okay. Nice little sleeper pick there. Yeah. Um, okay. So we're we're both kind of pivoting to wide receiver after the after whatever our five is. Everybody's kind of like, you gotta start taking a receiver there. So mm-hmm. you both we both have Saquon six. Uh he could be one one next year. Or this he year. Could be. When we're drafting, we could be one one. He could be, and I'm probably going to end up creeping Kamara up here above Najee, just full transparency. Like, I just won't be taking Najee above Kamara. I won't be calling Najee Harris on draft day unless he falls. I mean, again, I have him. I have him 10, right where you have him, but I just, mm-hmm. I just, I don't think I can do it with that offensive line. Yeah. But I understand the volume is fucking there. I get yeah. it. Yeah. No, and the way we have Saquon ranked is to where we can get him. Because there are a lot of rankings where he's like down around that Brees Hall, like Aaron Jones territory. You're not getting him. You're not. That's a that's a cool ranking. You're ranking him out of your draft. What if, I don't. I'm seeing still that he's falling second round. They've been eleven second round. Yeah. Some of these fucking drafts. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, the, the fantasy football calculator has him uh, ninth pick in the second round. Yeah. Just okay. This is a very <laughs> simple one. Saquon versus Javante. Saquon. And, well, yeah. A hundred times in, over. In what world does a healthy Javante and a healthy Saquon end up even close in, in a, points per game? The only thing is, and I thought about this last year watching Javante Williams, like I'm watching him like, okay, that guy feels like a top three pick next year as I'm watching it. But I'm banking on Melvin Gordon's usage to go down. But I don't know if that's going to happen. I think everybody's terrified of that. I think it turns into a 60 40. I think, I think Melvin knows that. And I think that's why he was looking at other options of places to go. He signed a okay. one year deal, right? So yeah. he's. Yeah, but he's still back and he was good. Like it was straight up 50 50 last I year. I think he actually, yeah. The, the, I think the actual average, the carries were one off like one yeah. different um and i any and overall points melvin mm-hmm. gordon produced him yeah yeah and then okay so russell wilson's there yeah you're gonna tell me you're taking the ball out of russell wilson's hands more yeah that's the thing it's that's the one of the things that not a lot of people are talking about yeah. is he gonna i mean look they handed up when he was a rookie handed off to marshawn lynch the whole time and he mm-hmm. was the number one running back but 
it's not that kind of offense. No, I don't think so. Again, it's <laughs> new quarterback, new OC, new head coach, lot to be defined. Yeah. And there's a lot of passing games like that, right? Um, but to me, having Javante as your ninth running back, which Fantasy Pros has, Javante nine, Kamara ten, Saquon eleven. Ooh. You're just hedging for injury. You are. You are. And listen, if it happens, he could be yeah. top three. But no, I'm with you. I'm not. I'm not doing that. That's that's kind of psycho. That's just really reaching for the stars. Yeah. And, that's. I think. I think you're just giving people like bad information at some point. Yeah. Because maybe I am too far swung to the other side of um, get the guy that can score the most points in a week. Who gives a shit if he's gonna tear his butt cheek in week five like no one cares i don't care give me the highest scoring weeks if he gets hurt hopefully i have his handcuff whatever saquon's is yeah in in the broncos case it's one or the other probably melvin's Melvin's going a little too that's like yeah yeah he's he's getting he's getting pricey he's not like he was last year no um so that's where i land on it is saquon can score 20 points a week Javante has not proven that he can score 15. I think it, I mean I think his numbers are going to go up this year though. I think so. He might get 17 and Saquon gets 20, but still. He's great. But Melvin's probably going to get more third down usage, I would think. Yes. They're they they're telling you what they're trying to do. <laughs> they signed up for a one-year deal. They're telling you exactly what they're trying to do. The next year, no, yeah. talk to me about Javante. Yeah, in the first Dynasty, time. Javante Williams is like a top three back. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. We're not playing Dynasty. We're mm-hmm. playing. I need you to score pin- points in this next seventeen games. They're gonna draft. They're gonna draft a running back the next next year, and they're probably yeah. not gonna sign Melvin Gordon. They're gonna just get no, younger. They shouldn't. But I just running back is the position where the shit hits the fan, the rubber hits the road, whatever you want to say, because there are handcuffs, and so you have to make a bet on. Opportunity, offensive line, situations, scoring chances. How good you have to yeah. you have to put your money somewhere, and you have to put it down hard on an offense, and say, okay, Saquon does get hurt. Saquon scores twenty points a game. I have to be okay with it, and I have to be willing to take whatever the hell their backup running back is. If you're a handcuff guy, like some people don't at all, and they just. Take other people's handcuffs and roll on, but yeah, like Chuba Hubbard last year. If you had him and you mm-hmm. sat through it, he really he, he's not going to be Christian McCaffrey, right? He'll give you about a half of that, yeah. maybe. It's yeah. there's some there's some guys that aren't hand they're not real handcuffs, like yeah. they're just there as insurance, right? Fifty like percent insurance, but but then you got Deontay Foreman, maybe who is Henry's handcuff, which no one drafted him as the handcuff. They all had like Dontrell Hilliard, Hilliard, yeah. I took Deontay Foreman. And yeah, like all my leagues. Yeah. And then John Jay Foreman's getting a shit ton of carries and ripping off 100 yards a game. Uh, speaking of Henry, mm-hmm. uh, we both are fading him. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time he was ADP. He was going to like all these industry, mm-hmm. a lot of the industry guys Four still right have him now. too. I think yeah. PFF had him. I know Christopher Harris had him, had him at two. And I'm like, man. I'm sorry, but this is this has been he's the odds are stacked against him more than they have been since his rookie year mm-hmm. in terms of expectation and having 
what could be one of the bottom five worst offenses in the NFL with a bottom five offensive line mm-hmm. coming off a fucking broken foot uh, with the same quarterback. Like, what's changed since last year? Well, it hasn't gotten better. No. And he was good. It was great last year when he played. He was great. It was. I think we, not to like pat ourselves on the back, last year, which I think I called it the same last year, and they just stubbornly were like, yeah, this isn't great for us, but we're going to hand... He's getting the ball 30 times. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, sure, man. And who might have said they were wrong? I think they were the one seed in the AFC. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, got bounced immediately. Yeah, I liked um, him last year more than you. I was higher on him, but just, I just liked... I mean, I, I was like, he's just going to get so much work. And I, they had a decent offensive line. And they had fucking two, you know, what looked... You know, A.J. Brown. Yeah. And they had... Julio Jones, of course they were going to be good on offense. Yeah. And they ran the shit out of him, and he was the number one points per game through yep. the amount of games that he played. But he also, also broke. He broke. So it's like you could be right in both cases, but yep. that's the one worry. It's like if you come off a 370-touch season, yeah. that's the next. It's like is he going to you know, yeah. be less – is he going to be less useful? Yeah. He, had, he was 80 – his uh, – his yards per carry dropped. I know that like a full, yeah. almost a full yard. Yeah, that's what happens. Yeah, I think we talked about that last year. If you get yeah. three hundred plus carries, your yards per carry the next season is negative one yard baseline. Just starting, he wasn't good last year. Like by any metric besides total fantasy points. Yeah, and he or was number points, one <laughs> points per game. He was number one, I think. When right he, when he got hurt, it was not good yards per carry. It was no. not good efficiency wise. They just stubbornly. Ram their dick into the wall <laughs> 30 times a game. That's what they did. And that's fine. Do that great, again with a shitty off. Yeah, try it with a shitty off of yeah. the line and really limited passing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, and I, I was, I'm not doing it. I'm never going to bet on Derrick Henry again the rest of his career. I'm fine being wrong about it. That's fine. I was fine last year whenever they gave him 30 touches a game. I said, good for you, freaking cavemen. Like, way to go. You're going to go real far in the playoffs. Bounced immediately. And he played in that playoff game, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Najee um, Harris next? Uh, sure. He, uh, again, bottom five offensive line, unanimous. I mean, almost one of the, like, I think Ross Tucker said, said they were prob- like very problematic. Mm-hmm. Najee Harris got so many touches last year to get him in the top ten. And I don't know if there's any way he's going to repeat that same usage, especially – with the uh, the youth that they added at the receiver position and Fryermuth getting better. And, you know, yes, I can see a world where whoever's playing quarterback is dumping off to him. I think he's going to still get a ton of targets. Um, but with that shitty offensive line, they're not going to – I mean, hell, I think they, they made the playoffs last year, didn't they? They got balanced in the first round. Am, uh, I, am, I, am I forgetting that? Great question. I don't know. I think I heard him say – yeah. Sorry out there. for. <laughs> But uh, Steelers fans. Yeah. Uh, Harris is, I think he's kind of polarizing. I've seen him high as, as four out there, mm-hmm. you know, in standard leagues. But uh, I don't, I'm, I can't comfortably say him until it's getting past like, you know, we're going to Leonard Fournette territory. That's mm-hmm. or Aaron Jones. Yeah. I'm taking him in front of those guys. Javante. Yeah. He's getting too much usage to me that I would, I would call his name out in front of those guys, but not, not, Probably not in front of Kamara, probably not in front of Chubb, probably definitely not in front of Swift. Yeah, I'd probably maybe in front of Swift. I'd probably do it in front of Chubb. 
but no, no way. We're not going to feel good about it. No, no way in front of Swift. Like, just not happening. Did he... Uh, I was trying to find something. I can't remember now. Um, where did he finish last year? RBA. I had this written up last year. Let's see here. Harris. Okay, he had 83% of the snaps. Uh, last mm-hmm. nine guys to reach 370 touches. Six got injured the next year. Only one had better production, Zeke, in 2018, but none of those were rookies. He was seventh in running back points per game in 21. His O-line was 30th. So it took that much volume, and he played every game. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, he finished seventh. So, like, you can't ignore that. And, you know, their offense isn't going to be too much different, I don't think. They have added more youth, but they lost their quarterback. Pickens is – they're still sick at receiver. They just don't have any – not sure they have anybody to throw the ball. So, um He's still going to get a bunch of touches, I think. Yeah, he's going to get a bunch of touches. I just, you know, you take. He can handle it, too. That's the thing. He can. I don't feel like he had a very good end of this season. Like 3.9 yards per carry. Bloated targets. I just, there's a lot of red flags, man. There's a lot of red flags in this profile. Offensive line's dog shit. Mm -hmm. Quarterback. You might say physically better, move, pushing the ball down the field, managing an offense, worse. Yes. Decidedly we worse. We Check, talked about that earlier. Checking into or out of run situations, do you think Mitchell Trubisky is <laughs> going to be able to do that? Or Kenny Pickett? Or flip? Hey, I don't like the look on the right side. Flip it. Let's go. Let's run left. Like That's the thing that nobody... It's not happening. I haven't heard that in any other podcast I listen yeah. to. Nobody's, you hear that he's... You know, he may hell his quarterback yeah. might be uh, better. Ben sucked. Ben was dog shit. Yeah, I know it's cool to hate Ben Roethlisberger. But he I also think. might be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yeah, absolutely. And he knows what he's looking at. He walks up there and goes, okay, I know what they're throwing at us. Like, I know they're not covering you in the flat. All right, here comes the ball, bud. Mm-hmm. Like, that shit's gone. You're that a rookie. Is, you can handle it. I'm getting you the rock. That shit's 100% gone. I think, I mean, I'm ranked eighth. Finished seventh last year, so I'm not saying he's going to do anything wrong necessarily. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to put him behind Camara, so it'll probably be ninth. But yeah, I'm just not that that cost. I'm not fucking with it. Look, not, if their offensive line was the top ten offensive line, it's a different conversation. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I'm just not not doing it. Not doing it as the fifth overall running back. Ooh, like he's in front no. of Dalvin Cook, in front of Mixon, in front of Swift. Come on, people. Not what are you doing? Not doing it, man. Just can't. You know, I think a lot of that is he hasn't really been injured. Yeah, you haven't seen it yet. Mm-hmm. That's really what we're talking about here. And he's the numbers are a little inflated because he played seventeen games. Yeah, no, he's a compiler. Like, there's no way around it. If if Jonathan Taylor had the worst RB one season in the last five, six, seven years, whatever that stat is, I would put. A lot of money that Najee Harris had the worst RB7 season in a really long time. Where in a normal year, he might be RB like 13, 14. But the RB position last year was so fucked up. So many people got hurt. Yeah. It was in the, it so was where it's just a soft, it's just a soft RB7 finish. Mm-hmm. It's just what it is, which is fine. Good for you if you had Najee last year. You probably had to take him in the second round. I don't know if you got your money's worth. He's about, he's, I mean, for me, he's going right where he finished, uh, where he was being drafted last year by mm-hmm. most people. We, we both were pretty low on him. I was a little higher, I think, just because mm-hmm. of the, I was 
counting on the volume. Yeah. But neither one of us were very high on him last year. Yeah. I mean, he just didn't have a whole lot of track record in his profile for catching 75 balls. Yeah. Pill popping Steve Sarkeesian (laughs) (laughs) was was using him a lot in Alabama and and really smartly, actually. I'll give him credit. Mm -hmm. He was, he used him, you know, he, he, it definitely boosted his his draft profile. Yeah, um, and I was like, yeah, this guy can kind of check every box when it comes to you know. Yeah, and he was a twenty three or twenty four year old rookie, which is also like a, I don't know. I'll take bets against that <laughs> a lot of the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't know. Uh, Swift next, yeah. Uh, Swift have, is you have him Swift is five for me. Let's talk about him. Swift is five for me. Um, I mean, he was doing it last year before he got hurt. He was great. He was freaking incredible that's that's the kind of profile i bet on um loved him coming out thought he was i think that was jonathan taylor draft it was him and jonathan taylor and i was like they're not that different except they're just different stylistically swift's kind of taking on this weird um not scat back but air back kind of get him in space type thing which isn't necessarily his profile. Like, I thought he was going to be Dalvin coming out. I think he's still got a lot of that. God, I, I, I didn't see quite like you did in terms mm-hmm. of how he'd be used. I didn't think he's as punishing as physical. I mean, he played in the SEC, he played for Georgia, but he, he wasn't all, he, he would, a lot of, a lot of tosses, a lot of sweeps. Mm-hmm. Not a yeah, ton it's, of outside, it's outside zone type shit. Yeah, yeah not a ton yeah. of just one cut go stuff. But yeah. uh, Swift, you know, he's a great. He's a great guy to dump off to. He's going to get most of the goal line touches. But it was a little concerning how they were used, how they were really mixing in Jonathan and Jamal Williams, Jamal Williams yeah. uh, last year. And I don't know how much of that's going to change. We weren't very concerned about him last year, and I think we mm-hmm. both kind of read it a little bit wrong, especially after he got hurt. Uh, but I went back and looked at the snap count, and Swift is st- was still pretty much 70-30 mm-hmm. the whole year. Yeah. I mean, in the games he played – he was RB9. Led all running backs and receptions and had 19 plus touches a game. That's awesome for a rookie running back. Like that's second year, right? Last year? No, he's a rookie last year. That was his third year. He, yeah, that was his second year. Yeah, I remember the game. Remember he dropped the ball his rookie year against the Bears? He dropped the touchdown. Oh, yeah, yeah, this is third. Right. Yeah. So the 10 games he played last year, most receptions, RB9 overall. So it's it's not that different of a bet than Saquon and CMC to me. It's like just stay healthy. Let's see his, his points per game last year, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18th in fantasy points per game. Now he had a couple of those where he exited early, but you know, so did some of these other guys. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember looking at that and be like, Oh, oh okay. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 18th is kind of low to be shooting yeah. guy up in the top five. Yeah. Um, and the situation has gotten a little better with the offensive line. I will say, mm-hmm. um, hopefully more health, you know, the receiver core, they had some mm-hmm. injuries last year, like crazy. Oh, so, I, and he is uh, proven to be a little bit of an injury risk. So mm-hmm. that's, there is some caution there with DeAndre Swift to just thrust him, you know, an RB one potential. I don't see that for him at all. Uh, that's why I'm pausing on him when I'm looking at guys like Chubb and Kamara and Harris. I'm like, okay, let's let's, let's think about this for a second because Jay Will's still there. He wasn't great last year, but 
when the money, you know, in goal line situations, they were using him a lot. And I think they're going to want to conserve Swift even more this year just so he doesn't. They, they needed him last year, and they were shit when he was gone. Mm-hmm. Their offense was not good. Yeah, I mean. He threw a lot after that. I think he's about to take on a, I don't want to say CMC level role, but I don't think that's that far off. He's capable of it if he can stay healthy, but. I think 20 plus touches a game, like, got 78 targets last year. I think they kind of realized what he was and how they moved the ball. Different offensive coordinator, right? Anthony Lynn's not there, yep. so I don't know if he gets as many. It could be a completely different philosophy. It could be. But I think if you're. You're going to get fired if you aren't throwing the ball to DeAndre Swift and getting him in space consistently. I just think, and there's not that many options. Like, you can say Hawkinson. Hawkinson doesn't draw targets. Like, Come sorry. On. Yeah, DeAndre. Uh, Chark isn't going to be a, a target commander. Yeah, Chark's not an issue. I'm in raw. That's why. And he's Jared Goff. They're not going to just, hey, hey, yeah. bud. <laughs> yeah. Air it out. Yeah. I think this is a buy on a guy that's going to be this draft position next year. Hey, he's talented as fuck. And. We both, I mean, I love him, but it's an I'm, it's an early buy. It's a for me, it's a little bit of situation and just his injury history that I'm a, a little bit worried about. Yeah, I mean, the next guys are Saquon, which I could probably be talked in and out of. We're both. Oh yeah, I'm high on right. Saquon. Fucking, I I'm sorry, but <laughs> has he been in a? I mean, this might be the best situation he's been in. Actually, I mean, yeah. you know, Eli was at the end of his career mm-hmm. when they drafted him. The offensive line's never been good around him. This is, I think, maybe the best offensive line he's played behind. Yeah. And for sure the best guy calling plays that he's ever been around. Yeah. I just, I think those guys, both those guys fully healthy are very similar to me. But Saquon's getting all of the touches, right? Most likely, yeah. Saquon's going to get, he's going to, he's getting more snaps. He's going to be playing a lot fucking more. Yeah, probably. But. I mean, you got to at least bake in a little bit of <laughs> guy hasn't played for two years. But, I, you know, and this is why I, again, people were talking about his stats last year. And they're like, guys, it's coming off a torn ACL. Mm-hmm. This is my favorite kind of player to Cortland Sutton, <laughs> Saquon Barkley. These are two mm-hmm. of my favorite players this year because they didn't do great last year coming off that ACL. And then they're coming both with a clean bill of health mm-hmm. with better situations. This yeah. is Fucking, I love this situation. I, I, Saquon's falling in the second round, dude. Middle second round. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's a Saquon Barkley. He's Christian McCaffrey part two. Like, this is, they're the kind of the same, you know, they're both, they're getting all the touches. Mm -hmm. He's probably getting more touches than Christian McCaffrey. He's probably in a very similarly, you know, based offense. Uh, Offense, I think, could be up and coming if we can, well, you know, obviously it's Danny Dimes, but it's Dayball. Can this be a marriage part, you know, Josh Allen part two, that light? Josh could Allen be better something. than Carolina. Could be better than Carolina. They got a better offensive line. I just, I don't understand why people are just passing on Saquon. I think it's strictly, strictly owners and fucking New York media and these fucking people that are just not, don't, they don't want to, they don't want any part of it. Mm-hmm. I understand yeah. it though. They can scar you. Yeah. He's, it's people that have been burned two years in a row. Yeah. Same with so, Christian McCaffrey, but he's not falling as much. Right. What's because that? I think his, there's a little bit longer track record. 
And when CMC is healthy, even last year, the games he played, he was a nuclear point distribution. Like 27 a game. Where it's like, holy shit, this guy still got it. If you roll out the games he got hurt in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If it, for full games played, like CMC still was CMC. Whereas Saquon, I don't know if he was still Saquon, but... No, but it's an ACL thing. It's ACL, right? It's coming back. Yeah, I I just want to plant my flag on DeAndre Swift before he's <laughs> top top three pick. Yeah, I mean, he kind of has the same profile that he did last year for me. I don't really mm-hmm. see a ton changing. But it's more about what's in front of it. I, yes, I think it's a better situation for him. I think he's going to have more points per game. Everything's better for him. The problem is there's so many running backs right here that that's why I have him about slotted in this draft where I did last year. Uh, Nick Chubb, very polarizing for a lot of people. I, I, I'm, I don't know what to do with Nick Chubb because of Kamar or because of Kareem. Yeah, that's a, it just creates a fucked up situation where you're now dedicating a later pick to either Kareem Hunt or Deanna's Johnson or both. And it's just occupying roster spots and you don't have to do that, but yeah, you don't have to, but, with, with, well, Dearness is not going that high, right? No, he's like probably free, but those guys are good. Like, you want the handcuff for Nick Chubb, and it's not guesswork of like who it is. Yeah, Dearness, that's who I would take. I wouldn't, I wouldn't risk more draft capital unless it's the right fit with Kareem. The problem with this situation is that Kareem Hunt, it does take a ton of volume mm-hmm. outside off of Chubb's. A lot of touchdowns. Play. Yeah, he takes, he takes stats off of Nick Chubb. The line is extravagant. Like, it's a top five offensive line yet again. Mm-hmm. And I loved Chubb last year going in. And he didn't disappoint. He was really good. But, man, Kareem Hunt played a lot of downs last year. Yeah. And it was frustrating. And now the quarterback situation's worse. All fewer scoring, long, it's going to be bad. I'm fewer sorry. scoring opportunities. Fewer high-value touches. You know, not that Baker was, like, no. Fucking Brett Favre or something, but yeah, it's it's gonna be a worse situation. And and they probably lean on the run more, but that just means different running backs to me almost. I wanna bet that the pace of play is gonna be bottom five in the NFL. Probably. They have a good defense. Yes. So they're probably just gonna see if we can win this shit by mm-hmm. you know, running the ball every thirty seconds and Nick Chubb's going to be incredible. He's going to have 10 carries for 120 yards a couple times this year. And you're going to be like, damn, that guy's really good. And then he's not going to score a touchdown one week. And you're like, why am I getting 10 points out of this guy? Like that happened to me a ton two years ago. And I was like, well, cause fucking cream hunt over here. And then I would just start both of them and be like, I'm going to get like 25 combined points out of these guys. Yeah, it sucks because their lines, I mean, if they just had a good quarterback, I would be mm-hmm. all over Nick Chubb this year. But I just, I mean, it's uh, look, the offensive line is good. He's pretty safe, actually. He's safer than he's been going in some of these leagues. He's going to be fine. You're not going to lose your league because of Nick Chubb. But his ceiling is definitely capped. Even if Kareem Hunt gets hurt, there's going to be, you just don't have a quarterback. But listen, just, off, offensive line cures a lot of those woes. It does. Yeah, there's just... Not a lot of ways for him to win for me. Aging Amari Cooper with Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball. 
Yeah, and I mean, like, David Bell's there too, and they got fucking a fake tight end, and it's like, I just I just don't think they're scoring a lot. And if they're not scoring a lot, where are the points going? Like, I think just, like, you're narrowing down. You're just narrowing and narrowing and narrowing, and he's got to be perfect. Yeah. At some point, Nick Chubb has to be perfect. He has to be seven yards a carry. Otherwise, he's not worth, you know, a top 15 pick at running back or maybe worse like he's a dude that i'm probably fading yeah i'm gonna have a hard time calling his name i just can't see but like in you know if you're middle of the of the second round yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'll take him as my rb2 if i got mccaffrey or dalvin cook or eckler or barkley that's that's where he should be maybe not barkley but because he's going later in that first round but yeah he's i don't think i'll get any nick chubb this year alvin like, kamara Kamara will have a lot of. He's I'll starting to get, he's his ADP is starting to get to where it it should be. Still mm-hmm. a bit shy of it, I think. Where is he going? Where you have it? Uh, I'm RB nine. Well, kind of technically RB eight because I just rule out Derrick Henry. Kamara's still second round in calculator. So tenth R yeah RB ten. And where is he in fantasy pros? Uh tenth overall. Tenth over ninth tenth, overall. Tenth RB. I got him at ninth in standard in uh, um, fantasy pros hmm. behind Nick Chubb, behind Najee Harris. So I'm not doing that. Uh, probably. I, yeah, I think I think I'm especially with the news keeps coming out. Like, OK, he's not getting suspended this year. Yes. I think again, I still think that's some of these up. Some of these are just slow to update it mm-hmm. because of that. But, the, you know, if you don't know, he's got a pending trial coming up and he you know, punched a guy out in Vegas. There was video mm-hmm. of it. He's there's, there is a little bit of worry there, but I, it, it just all signs are pointing to a 2023 uh, suspension. Oddly safe somehow, despite his entire offense. Big time question marks. Fucking just in flux. Yeah. He feels very safe and very uh, guaranteed, like top six running back to me. Well, okay, here's where I approached him last year is I didn't like the quarterback mm-hmm. and I didn't, you know, I didn't know about the receivers situation. I didn't know what was what you had. You still had Sean Payton call in plays. What's changed from last year? Well, their offensive line got worse. Quarterbacks coming off a tour in ACL. Their best receiver is still hurt. <laughs> He'll be, I think he's going to play in mm-hmm. week one. He's kind of questionable right now, but they did upgrade at the receiver position. Drafted Chris Olave at Ohio State, fucking stud, and they got Jarvis Landry. Mm-hmm. So they should have. I mean, last year we were talking about Marcus Callaway, like thinking he might be something. So they have better options there. I don't know if that's. I think that's a good thing for him. You know, just moving the ball around. But uh, I, man, there's something. There's something stinks about uh, Kamara this year in terms of. I'm, I just don't see him being a like the same old Alvin Kamara. He's, he's aging a little bit. He's, I'm not going to sit there and, and just avoid him, but there's the risk to me. I don't know why though. I don't know what the risk is. Like, well, it's just the dropping off. I mean, all these years, new Orleans has been top five, top mm -hmm. five offensive line, drew Brees, Sean Payton. You know, I'm just, We've seen of Alvin Kamara go nuclear in that situation. Now what's he going to do? 
This is something we haven't seen yet. Last year, he was good in that situation. But again, the offensive line is different. I just, I'm not comfortable risking heavy draft capital in him. That's why he's a second round running back for me right now. Early second round. Yeah, I mean, I think that's fine. I mean, ninth overall means... Last pick, probably. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's the first round. some of those wide receivers are sneaking in there, right? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, that's fair. I just think from what I've seen early, he was just like free-falling. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a suspension. Yeah. If I would just say, honestly, just rule that out. Don't worry yeah. about it. Don't worry about the suspension. It's not going to happen. Yeah, and I mean, like, fantasy pros having him behind, again, Javante <laughs> is like, okay, what are we doing, guys? Yeah, just talking to a lawyer. Like, you know, I've reached out to a couple lawyer friends just specifically about his situation. They're like, don't, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. I'm trying to find what, uh... okay, here's pro football focus. Camara numbers are... 1,050 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns, 61 receptions, three touchdown receptions, which would be low. How many yards did they factor him in catching? Uh, 470. 1,500-yard season. 1,500 and, Change. what, 14 tutties? I mean, that's a that's probably at least top six. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. So. We'll see. I don't know. I don't see him as our, I don't see him, you know, he's Kamara. He's fucking Alvin Kamara. Yeah. And if he only catches 60 passes, that'd be the fewest of a healthy season that he's ever had, I think. I think it was like 80, 80, 80, 80. <laughs> well, I <laughs> will say, career. to your point, or to your benefit, I would say, is that it's Mark Ingram is still there. And I don't, oh, God, how many carries is he going to log? I can't yeah. imagine too many. Yeah. Yeah, 80, 81 receptions, 81 receptions, 81 receptions, 83 receptions. Hurt last year, 47. Let's see if he can keep it up. When they, when he's healthy and the Saints are, are cooking, catches 80 balls. Drew Brees, Sean Payton, all those years. and all, again. Yeah, I mean, I don't think they forgot what football is, though. Like, <laughs> It's just Jameis Winston. I don't know. Yeah, I, I see Jameis Winston. I just like, I kind of want to turn and run the other way. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't put too many bets. Like, if I'm taking Kamara, I'm not taking any other piece of that offense. Yeah. I'm not, like, doubling down with Michael uh, Thomas or, like, let's get some Olave or something. Fuck that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I owned him last year in my – I got a deal on him. Mm-hmm. I was planning on taking Jonathan Taylor, my touchdown heavy league, and Kamara got thrown out there first, and I got a huge discount on him. I'm like, I'm only taking one stud running back. So that basically took me out of the Jonathan Taylor sweepstakes. Mm-hmm. And he, he was good, but he got hurt, and you know I'm a little scarred by that maybe. But uh, well, they ramped up his carries. Well, because they had nothing else to like do to an insane amount. He was the only person on that offense. Yeah, that's all they had. And that's but, why he got hurt. Yeah, they gave him 240 carries through 13 games. It's so, insane. So who are you? Okay, we've kind of named off. I think I'm not sure where you exactly. You have Chubb, but this Chubb's Chubb, down there. You're not gonna like where I have Chubb. Fournette. Aaron Jones, Javante. What's your order? Fournette, Aaron Jones, Javante. Okay, so nine is Kamara, which he might jump in front of Najee Harris, who's eight at some point. Ten is Joe Mixon. I got Mixon way higher, as you said earlier. But yeah. I, I can, again, you can mix, you can shuffle the decks on these a lot. Eleven is Javante. Twelve 
Brees Hall. Oh. Okay. Are you going to have to call you Mike Perales? <laughs> <laughs> the Perales family? Hi, Thir- yeah. 13, Aaron Jones. Are you taking Brees Hall like that high? Are you going to do yeah. that? You yeah. are. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I told you, I think he's Najee Harris. I think he's that caliber of he's just not going to get that prospect. Volume. No, not passing. Oh, wise. I think he's no. I think he's better than Najee Harris. Yeah, I, yeah. As a as a true running back, mm-hmm. I, I I'm, not, I'm with you. I just he's not going to get the volume this yeah. year. They might not, or then again, they could get close to it, but be better. They got they got a lot of running backs though. I think they're going to be using. Yeah, I mean all those dudes. They got Carter. They got mainly Carter. Whatever, but. I mean, Michael Carter was one of the best, like pass catching. I think it was the best pass catching, you know, rated running back coming out of college yeah. last year. And so, yeah, he's not getting. I mean, Brees Hall and Brees Hall can catch too, but he's yeah. probably not getting any third down run. Maybe not. Which, I don't know. I don't. I mean, they drafted him for a reason. <laughs> like, and they drafted Carter for a reason. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. No, but dude, dude, I love him. They got a year look at Carter, and they said, uh, "That's great. Can I have?" One of one of those, please. <laughs> Are you so you're drafting him ahead of Javante? Brees, no, Brees is one behind Javante. One behind Javante, but you're yep. drafting him in front of Chubb. Yep. You're drafting him in front of Aaron Jones. Yep. Drafting in front of Etienne. Yeah. Who's 14? Cam Akers. Yeah, Akers is scaring the shit out of me. I'm buying on Akers because I think he's. I mean, dude, he came back so early from that mm-hmm. Achilles and and. The six score that he got on the Dr. Child list it was like he should be at pre-injury level. When mm-hmm. I saw that, I'm like, okay, that's what I wanted to hear from a doctor. Yeah. Is that the science is that good? And having played on that and having nine, ten months of recovery from that in that offense, okay. They clearly liked him enough to shove him out there in the playoffs after that. I'm like, that's they uh, listen, and I loved his profile. I mean, he to me he was he was kind of Dalvin Cook coming out of college. I just loved his draft profile. Loved mm-hmm. He's fucking good. And he ran behind a shit offensive line at Florida State and he produced. And he's in one of the best offenses in the NFL that always runs. They mm-hmm. run really well. Yeah. And they usually find a singular running back, stay with that running back. Yeah. I don't know if they do that moving forward. Henderson's still there. Henderson's still there. Obviously, Sony Michelle's gone, but they yeah. got uh, what Kyron Williams. And I mean, I think, I think he'll be fine. I just don't. It's hard calling his name out on draft day. Yeah, that it's early a weird spot where it starts getting kind of gross. Like I have him last pick, second round. Yeah, I will not take him there. That's not. That's not going to happen for me. This is more about draft strategy in that situation, though. I mean, yeah. I. I really want to you know if i'm if i'm the one one and i got taylor i'm going mm-hmm. to draft a running back at the hook i'm just yep. going to i'm not passing that up because you're not going to anything coming back so at that point in time my options as i have it listed out are cam Akers, james connor zeke yeah i'm i'm taking cam I've Akers. i've gotten the one or the two pretty pretty heavily in mocks and i've like Jonathan Taylor, CMC. So start running back. And then I'll go tight ends, wide receiver. And I feel way better about it. In the Fox League, you're not. Do you? No, not in the Fox League. Not in standard. <laughs> or running back. No one plays standard, though. <laughs> yeah, they do. There's, sure. one, there's one league. 
that I'm in that standard. Uh, the rest of them. Okay. No. So how far do you have Cam? Who like who's your window of Cam? Like who is uh, Connor him? Fournette? Cam. Uh, in order: Fournette, Connor, Cam, Zeke. Which I can probably just mark his fucking name. I know you're not going to draft him, shithead. David Montgomery, Elijah Mitchell, Dobbins, Dylan, Jacobs, Penny. You have say those last four again. Uh, Dobbins, Dylan, Jacobs, Penny. Dobbins, Dylan, Jacobs, Penny. Wow, you got Penny high, man. I don't have him Is anywhere high? near there. But again, like you said last year, he had some fucking huge pop weeks. Got people yeah. in the playoffs. He was great. I mean, this collection of... I have Dylan higher than you do, and I have Damian Harris definitely higher than you do. Yeah, I'm not fucking with Damian Harris. I just... I mean, you're kind of swaying me a little bit on him, and I might readjust, but I just... I, don't, I just wanted... It feels bad. <laughs> I think the market's way behind on AJ Dylan too. Maybe. Way behind. Maybe. I love him this year. Uh, I like ETN. I'm starting to fade on him a little bit. Um, I understand the concern with AJ Dillon. I mean, <laughs> this could be the Aaron Jones show. Yeah, this could be the Aaron Jones show, and he's going to be in there a lot. But they I could mean, be in there at the same time. He's like oddly safe somehow, which is crazy. But I don't. I mean, you're just capping your running back possibility with Aaron Jones. Yeah, with AJ. I mean, yeah, Dillon's yeah. just yeah. He might get ten carries a game and like get a touchdown out of it, but. You're just, I don't know. Like, why is I'm just that, what's around him? Yeah, why is that guy going to outscore Rashad Penny? There's a lot of reasons I can tell you he's going to outscore <laughs> Rashad Penny. Better offensive line, way better off. Like in, he's not the primary running offense. back in this offense, but he's line. probably the goal line running back. Probably. I, I mean, mean, you know what they do around the goal line? They get Aaron Jones going left to right and like well, awesome used, shit. Well, they used to throw to uh, they used to throw to Devonte, yeah. yeah, and they don't have him anymore. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be a lot, a lot more emphasis on these guys this year and that offense. I don't want to sway you too much though, because I really like AJ Dillon, um, James Conner. <laughs> uh, we talked about James Conner a little bit. We didn't really get into it though. Um, very polarizing player this year. And nobody wants to believe that he was that good last year because nobody had him that yeah. high. But goddamn, man. I mean, I remember looking at it. I was like, I don't think Chase Edmonds is very good. I don't think he's a... He's definitely proven at this point in his career, and he did coming into last year. He's not capable of handling, handling 20 carries. I know that people just kind of wrote off James Conner. as like, this is going to be Chase Edmonds, like 70-30 backfield. And James Conner, once once Edmonds went down, was a fucking monster. That that That's what I'm saying. That offense, where are the points going? And... They're going to score a lot. They're going to move the ball. Mm-hmm. They're going to be electric. Nuke is gone for whatever it is, six games. I don't think the tight end is worth a shit. Marquise Brown cannot consistently get targets. Nope. Underneath. Where are the points going? Rondale's not going to be your goal line. I don't guy. think he's the wide receiver one. And I don't think he's like running an offense through him. Where are the points going? <laughs> Yeah, Kyler running probably for the first me. five or six weeks, but it's re- it's really worrying me because I don't want to take any James Conner. It's not sexy to take him. I think that's really like what a boring name. Yeah, <laughs> it's a yeah, boring. just fucking punt like Jesus. James, he doesn't. He's he's really not like if you look at these the talent level of all these running backs, he's not a top twenty of them. He, he's really not that 
level of guy, but his his numbers last year, like post contact, were really good. Like he, he, I keep trying to like he built it up. He's physical. Yeah, I keep trying to make sense of it and think of it like, okay, imagine James Conner if he didn't have that incredibly shitty year in Pittsburgh and the injuries. If he just came off of like three years in Pittsburgh and went straight to Arizona, where he was a top 10 running back like year two and three with Pittsburgh. If he didn't play behind like the shittiest offensive line ever and get hurt that year in Pittsburgh and just tank his value, how would we feel about James Conner? Yeah, and if he does it again this year, then he's going to be overpriced next year. Yeah, no, he's definitely dead zone, zero RB target, all that shit of if you're just trying to get Trying to get gross. James Conner can be your RB1, RB2, depending on how gross you want to get. And it's weird. It's weird. This I, mean, I look at him, I'm like, why? There's nothing behind him either. If his I mean, if he had a like a if his name was Travis Etienne, like a cool mm. name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he just doesn't sound very yeah. sexy. Or if he just I, played I, cooler. Like, I don't know. He's just like not fun to watch. Where's number like, six? Yeah, it's a weird looking shit. <laughs> I think there's something to it. I, I don't really know what it is, but like you said, where the points going? And uh, you know, look, having the fastest quarterback in maybe the history of the NFL running takes a little, you know, even gets those numbers in your favor in the box. Mm-hmm. And he took I mean, what did he score? 15 touchdowns last year? Yeah, like he was from insane in, dude. from all from like inside the five. I yeah. think he was absolutely insane. So they're gonna get down there and they're gonna move the ball and they're gonna need somebody to punch it in. And they're not running Kyler on the goal no, line because they got a bunch of softies. Yeah. And it's going to be James Conner, dude. And it's going to be so fucking annoying. Yeah. And it's just what, you know, Benjamin is, that's it, right? And then the, the USC, they, got, they drafted a guy, but not, yeah. it wasn't too much capital. Like, no. Keontae Ingram from USC, right? Texas. That's the Texas guy. USC. I'm getting an Ingram. He transferred, I think. Oh, so both. Yeah. Uh, I, I know he's Texas. USC last year. Who keeps up at USC football? <laughs> Fuck you. Mike USC. Pellucci. <laughs> I'm literally a guy. I have to say that. Yeah. Uh, you mean to radicalize you really quickly? Oh, are you going to talk me into somebody? <laughs> AJ Dillon, 17 games last year. 803 yards rushing. It's fine. 4.3 per carry. 17 games. Healthy as can fucking be. 17 games. AJ Dillon. 803 yards. Rashad Penny. 10 games last season, 749 yards rushing. 50 yards separated Rashad Penny and A.J. Dillon, but A.J. Dillon played seven more games. And if you want to look at the snap counts, <laughs> and if you want to go to the snap counts and look at their snap count, look at A.J. Dillon's snap counts rise at the back end of the year. Yeah, he if just doesn't. He doesn't you, get used. If you paid attention to the back end of the year and you see his numbers went, they spiked the second half of the year because they wanted to save, they wanted to save Aaron Jones for the playoffs, and all those touchdowns were coming in bunches at the end of the year. He had a rally to get to 800 yards. And Aaron Jones is getting older, and this is this is his third. This is his third year at AJ Dillon. I think, ex- and Devontae Adams is not in the fucking offense. I think yeah. they're going to use both of them a lot more this year. I hope so. The offense is going to be different. It's not going to be the same shit you've been seeing. I think they, you. I think last year's usage of AJ Dillon was perfect to them. 
I think it's exactly how they want to use A.J. Dillon. Who's the quarterback in Seattle? I don't even know. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it didn't necessarily matter to last year. Russ had a broken finger. He came back. Yeah, he sucked ass. He was fucking awful when he came back. He was miserable. I'm just saying, Penny's explosive. It, but he's also got competition there. Like, yeah. I just don't trust yeah. Pete Carroll when it comes to running back. No, I don't. I'm just saying there's a world that is closer realistic than you think where Penny has a better season than A.J. Dillon. How many touchdowns do you think Dillon will score this year? Uh, it's seven. I don't know. Just throwing out a random number. I'm going to say eight and a half is the over-under. Okay. I'm going to go under then. Yeah, his touch, his his volume definitely increased down the stretch. Well, then don't look at Rashad Penny's down the stretch because <laughs> he fucking won people leagues. You invest. You go ahead, right ahead, and invest in that Seattle offense all you want. I'll take one. I'll take that one at way late, and he's gonna have a good month somewhere. He's gonna drive everyone insane. Yeah, I think this might be Dylan's backfield by the end of the year. It might be. It might be. I've been saying it for. This is only his third years. year. <laughs> two years. <laughs> this is now. only his third year. I'm saying he's. People getting... just can't wait to get Aaron Jones out the door, and then he yeah. finishes as a top ten running back every fucking year. Gonna happen. All right. So who's next? Who we got? Uh, what we got uh, I kind of stop ranking after that. Okay. Uh, Josh Jacobs. We I wanted to. Uh, you yeah. hate Zeke. We both kind of hate Zeke. We just think he's gonna be a touchdown thief, and that's about it, right? Yeah. And then AJ Dillon, uh, Damian Harris, Brees Hall. Um, we didn't really talk much. Of, we talked a little bit about. Yeah, we talked about Brees Hall enough. Uh, Travis Etienne. Um, Etienne scares me to the point where I probably won't end up with any of them just because this capital is getting pretty out of whack. It's getting really pricey, and they're also like James James Robinson is going to get his role back, and it's like what the fuck does that mean? And if you start taking touches away from Etienne, where he's kind of an airback. I'm just like, I. He just hasn't shown me. We hadn't had a chance to the formula yet. Like, well, yeah, we want to know. We want to see it play out. And I, yeah. and I, and I, like I said earlier uh, on the other, um, the overall thing, Snoop Connor does bother me. Even if James Robinson isn't there, I mean, look, James Robinson was undrafted. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're afraid of shoving in Snoop Connor mm-hmm. in there to basically take over that entirely. He's young. He can handle it. He looked great in the preseason, whatever the hell that means. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think in my brain, I'm thinking ETN's going to be largely used in passing situations, some running situations, but when they get in the goal line, it's probably not going to be his role most of the time. He's he's He plays small. Yeah, he is small. He's light. Yeah. This but he's not, fast as shit. Yeah, this is in Clemson. He's going to pop a yeah. few. Yeah, and he Catches extremely well and is obviously his college quarterbacks right there. So yeah, if you're in PPR, he's yeah, you're balancing things out. And maybe he has, I think we're going to be in the same position next year that we were year two of DeAndre Swift, where we're like, that was really cool. Is there more to it? Like, can he also, like, can do it you know, all? do the meat and potatoes stuff? Yeah. And the answer is probably going to be no. He's got to get comfortable on that foot, too. Yeah. Unless Frank. Yeah. And we're going to be in that same area of like, well, he does all the really difficult shit that no one else can do. But can he do like the between the tackle stuff consistently? 
there'll probably be no for both of them for their entire career, but you're going to keep betting on maybe they figure that part out. If they get that, the dumbass part, which is just, Hey, just run your head in there for five yards. If you can get that down, you got the rest of the game down, but like, it's just one step away from unlocking that door. He may never unlock it. And yeah. And seeing, the dude hasn't played it down yet. The NFL. No, he needs to show me that he can be Deandre Swift rookie year first. And then, We'll talk. And I think his price is just way too high for me right now when he's going around. So it's, it's not, uh, he's in front of Brees Hall on this one. Not happening for me. I have Hall one pick in front of him. When I did this, this is like almost a week ago. I think I would probably knock down ATN a little bit more. But the guy's going around him. David Montgomery, Josh Jacobs, J.K. Dobbins. Um, I think I'd rather have them. Josh Jacobs, dude. I'm like... Everyone hates I Josh Jacobs. I can't wrap my head around... Well, I think a lot of it has is stemming from... Um, this is a Patriots offense, right? And they're going to be... Maybe. Are they going to have a bunch of running backs? Are they just... Well, I I thought it was encouraging that... Uh, they cut they Kenyon cut Drake. Kenyon Drake. I thought that was mm-hmm. encouraging, but I'm like, okay. But they do have a rookie back there, a running mm-hmm. back. I don't know how good he is. It's Amir White, right? Yeah. Uh, He's then, fine. He's this double ACL guy. When did he tear his second one? Uh, he did both of them in college, I think. Is he, or coming in, when it, I think either his freshman season, one of them, and then another one. Is he two years removed from it? Uh, he played a little bit last year, yeah. Okay. So, basically clean bill of health, we think. But the two, I think two, so. Two twenty ACLs is uh, it's tough. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I there should be a really good offense. They have a they have a bottom five offensive line. Mm-hmm. That's my worry with Josh Jacobs. But we're also in the fourth round here, so this is when you can have you're gonna have to take something. Yeah, I like he's a great running back. I love his talent. Yeah, I, I like taking Josh Jacobs where he's going if I'm in the running back market at that point. Like if he needs to be a flex or mm-hmm. something. He's been moving up for me. I I have him in Dynasty, and I'm like, it's perfect because I don't have to draft him anywhere each year. I don't have to like debate his value. I'm just like, he's an RB1 on a perfectly fine offense. Yeah. Like, they're just fine. And they might be pretty good this year. They might be getting into the green zone within the five-yard line or 10-yard line pretty frequently. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not rule out the fact that there's gonna be a lot of high value touches yes on the Raiders team and they just cut Kenyon Drake that was I, I that did not make enough headlines to me yeah. I, I was like wow this is a really underrated thing they were mm-hmm. talking about the effect of Josh Jacobs a lot of people writing it off it's like nope it's Patriots offense there's yeah. just gonna be a committee just assuming what a new head coach is gonna do in a new location with a completely different roster is so dangerous to me yeah. So dangerous. Like we do that shit all the time. We talk ourselves into stuff. He doesn't he doesn't in charge of the personnel in New yeah. England. We did the same shit last year with the Falcons and Mike Davis. Arthur Smith, oh, he's in Atlanta. He's gonna pound the shit out of the ball with a big running back that well, he did. That can, he just didn't he do did. it with Mike Davis. He did. Definitely use a running back a lot. Yeah. It was Cordero Patterson. Like he's, he's he should be kind of in this little area too, by the way. Yeah. I mean, he's uh, what twenty nine overall. Jacobs is twenty one. I this area of back, besides maybe, and 
Damian Harris is going late enough now where I'm like, <laughs> okay, let's talk. Uh, besides Clyde, then Antonio Gibson. Clyde is the, uh, I think he's the leader of the Fantasy Zombie Club this year. Oh, my God. It's gross. He's like seventh round? Something? He's late. 27th running back, 70th overall. So almost seventh. Um, besides Antonio Gibson, Clyde. I kind of like this area. Dobbins, you said you liked him. I like Dobbins, I mean, he's okay. like six yards per carry. Like he's okay, f- but fucking monster coming off a really bad torn ACL. What's well, priced and in? He's not healthy for week one. If I just saw that correctly today, if I saw, it's priced in. Not enough. I don't think. Not enough. Well, then just swap him for like where well, Damian Harris is. Well, I saw him being popped. Where do you got him? Where does the where does it have? He's twenty fourth running back, fifty third overall. So middle of the fifth. Okay, middle of the fifth. I can definitely get behind that. But I've I'd seen him creeping into the third round. And no, in fact, fantasy calculator has him. Wow, late late third. Jeez, this is current fantasy football calculator. That's crazy. I think it's nuts. Yeah, that's not happening. J.K. Dobbins has always had a lot of helium like he just lives in a fucking helium tank like dude is just oh, i loved him last year until he told me i was like he's gonna go fucking crazy yeah i love his talent it's just again i'm not a, i don't take guys coming off torn acls he is young enough to recover from it but listen mm. to the uh the six score <laughs> back to the six score. back to the six score they were like he's not ready and he's and dude this this dr chow's all over it he's like and it's mm. not just him it's a team of doctors but he's like yeah he's like gus edwards not happening that's gonna be a while not until at least the middle of the season. And then what happened? He's on the pup list. Mm-hmm. This is all like three weeks ago. He called all this shit. He's like, Jacob Dalvin's, this is not, is going to take him a while to recover. He's not ready. He's torn his, his, he's like, it was a very bad, it was not your standard ACL. It was an ACL and a PCL or MCL. I always get the two mixed up. But anyways, yeah, two of the three. Two of them, yeah. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay, uh, mm-hmm. you guys can keep inflating that. And I understand why he's a fucking talent and he's in a great, perfect offense to, to be. Um, a running back in really I mean I, I love it but and I understand that there's Gus Edwards is not happening and who else is going to take the you know those touches away on the goal line mm-hmm. he's going to walk into eight touchdowns this year even with a even if he's 80% of what he normally is but yeah but I'm not taking him in the late third no that's that's not happening like it has to be I went running back tight end wide receiver or wide receiver wide receiver and then i'm like in the market for an rb2 he's the last one before it turns into clyde shit show yeah or antonio gibson shit show or one of these cordero tony pollard type no i'm taking him ahead of those guys yeah. for sure yeah, yeah yeah that's where jk dobbins goes and you're like okay kind of sucks i'm not Happy about most outcomes in this scenario, but there's also a world where he has six yards per rush and gets 200 carries. Yeah, I I don't know if it's six yards per rush this year. Next year, sign me up. Dude, he's always doing insane things in yards per carry. I mean, he's only been in the league. He's been in the league one. He's played one year. Yeah. And he was great. But again, this is not not pre-injury. I think it was in JK. Yeah, I think there was some college stat too that I. Oh no, dude, dude, he was college. Yeah. He was like probably way more than that. It yeah. was probably eight yards of carry. Yeah, he's just he's a fucking stud. He's nuts. Um, you gonna start picking off guys that? Okay. Are your guys? <laughs> running back <laughs> in this range. Thin. I mean, Ramondre, of course. Uh-huh. 
I mean, who doesn't want that at that price? He's RB31. He's going in like the seventh round, eighth round. I mean, sign me up mm-hmm. all fucking day. He's going to probably have 10 touchdowns this year. That's my hope anyway. Yeah. He, he may be weeks where he doesn't get, you may catch one ball and, and get three carries, though. You, you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Um, or Damien Harris would get hurt. He could win you your league. I could just trade him. Trade Harris? Or Stevenson. You'll probably just keep them both, I bet. Yeah, they'll ruin both their Tony, fantasy value. I mean, there's a cluster here, guys. I will call like Tony Pollard, of course. Yeah. Tony Pollard is super interesting. I got a lot of shares of him heading into the offseason for some reason. I don't remember why. I think people were just like willing to sell him for like a third or something. I traded for him. Just sat there for a couple months. Traded him for a second. <laughs> like, <laughs> a like second. I did it in two leagues. Yeah. Damn. I did it in like two for leagues. A second round pick? Well, in Dynasty. Oh. Still. It was it yeah. was like here's a I was like, here's a third or something I valued as a third, and then I just sit on him and his value grows as everyone like thinks of the possibility of Zeke getting hurt. Let me ask you, I mean, the real question is, I think we all know who's a better running back right now. I think we all think mm-hmm. we've seen it. I mean, I, look, Zeke got hurt last year, but even before the injury, he yeah. wasn't the same guy as yeah. he had been. Yeah, he was good for fantasy, but it was... It was it was a, a lot of smoke and mirrors there. It's Jerry Jones saying, make sure you run him touchdown. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's, he was trying to get him... Some fa- fucking fantasy stats. Uh, it wouldn't put it past Jerry Yeah, Jones. it was the best offense in football and also some fat idiot running back <laughs> that happened to be part of it. It happened to be playing. Uh, yeah, and so at what point do they make a... They're going to start transitioning out of Zeke. They're going to start planning for life without Zeke because his contract's going to be up. They're not going to full-on just cut him loose. And if there's use for him, they're going to use him. But they're going to start transitioning away from Zeke. I would say almost week one. <laughs> like you need to know what I need to know what Tony Pollard's got. Yeah, I need to know because yeah, this is his contract's coming up. Yeah, do I need to take running back in the second next year? Do I need to sign somebody? Do I need to trade somebody? Because Zeke's gone. So he has no trade what, value anymore. What now? Right? Oh God, no, no. His number's crazy. No, not even for an expiring deal. Uh, so we both like Tony Pollard. That's, you know, we're in home leagues. That's going to be difficult. Mm-hmm. He's just going to go higher in every league in Dallas. Cream uh, Hunt. I mean, look, we all know he's worth it. If he's going to play this year, assuming he's going to play, he threatened to hold out and he kind of held in and now he's practicing. And, uh, all signs said he's going to play with the Browns week one unless he gets traded. But if he gets traded, then he could be an RB1 and he could be a top five guy if that happens, depending mm-hmm. on where he goes. But um, is the problem with Kareem Hunt is what do you give up for him if you're an NFL team? What are the Browns going to – if I'm not trading Kareem Hunt, if I'm the Browns, unless it's at least a three. Yeah, and I think he's making decent money. Like most teams just don't want yeah. – like unless their RB1 goes down. Which will happen. Someone will definitely get hurt. This is going to happen. Someone will definitely get hurt. Just the right price. That's why the Browns are like, no, we're holding out. Yeah. They're probably telling him and his agent privately, listen. Mm -hmm. Just be cool. Just play play the game. Mm -hmm. If you want to have his volume, we're going to use him like we want to use him. Mm -hmm. Maybe use him more than he normally would. We're going to get his value up. But if you want to get out of here, prove it. Yeah. Get out of here and earn it. Yeah. That's 
that's how he gets out. Because I mean, like a running back that is a backup that's making more than the minimum. There's like three percentage chance he's in Cleveland by week fifteen. Week fifteen? Yeah, I mean, I think it's um, right around trade time. I don't think he's there. I don't either. I think they're either bad enough to where they move him, whereas like they can't win games with Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, and who cares um, what he looks like at that point, even with Deshaun Watson. Yeah, probably getting off of it. That's a sixty percent chance. He's too old to really care about him. Why? This is like. It's not quite Steven Jackson territory, but I used to just yell. I'm like, why aren't the Rams trading Steven Jackson before mm-hmm. his value goes down? He's a running back. And he was at 27, and he still ran him into the ground. They weren't going anywhere as a franchise. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is what you need to be doing today. Yeah. Trade these guys when you can. Yeah, Get a three for them. They could probably do that, especially with a team that needs a running back. So, anyway, his value is, I think it's pretty safe there, especially late. And he could be could be fucking huge this year. Mm-hmm. And he's got potential to get traded to a team where he's, just, you know, got 70-30 on his side. Yeah. Carries. Or volume. Yeah. Uh, the rest of these guys, uh, Melvin Gordon, Cordero Patterson, all pieces I'd be interested in at that point. Damian Pierce. Um, James Cook. No, it's, I don't know. Some people love James Cook. I just don't see any running back really taking over that role. And That's a... That's a fucked up backfield, and I Zach Moss really, still really, really don't want to mess with it. Buffalo, yeah. And people are way too attached to Devin Singletary winning the money last year. <laughs> Just honestly, like, I it it's a loser's bet. I will say this about Devin Singletary because his price is so cheap, and he does know the offense, and they know his skill set. There is a world where he is getting more than he normally would have, but Zach Moss is still there. So James Cook is there. Yeah. I mean, he's they a rookie. They tried to sign J.D. McKissick. They didn't get him, but yeah. They thought they did. Yeah, I and I mean, Josh Allen's going to run the ball in. Still, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I said last year that, that that might be the last year he does it, but they may be in fuck it mode this year. Yeah. Uh, anybody else down here? Uh, so my guys in this range, uh, obviously Rashad Penny pops up at 31. I just want to, if I, if you're telling me I can own the Seattle backfield for pick 82 and then pick 88. Okay. Let's talk. If I can get Penny and Ken Walker for whatever that is, eighth round area. Like, I think that's probably a good bet to make. I think that's smart money. Um, not that I think either guy is like going to pop the fuck off or win your league, but to have that market cornered where I can have both those dudes at a low cost. Or you're in bye week territories too, you know, late in the mm-hmm. year. It's, I got a running back. I started yep. running back in the NFL, and if they get a good matchup, that's where those guys are useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, Ken Walker's already hurt, I would think. Yeah, it's a hernia, though. He'll be fine, I think. Yeah. All signs say he's going to be okay. I mean, say Penny is anywhere close to the player he was 
the last month of the season, like you're gonna be laughing while you're beating the shit out of people for a month. And that's all that matters is like getting off to a hot start, getting those W's from positions that you didn't expect. That's, that's like the second layer of the cake. Um, so there's a lot of, a lot of interesting ways to play that to me. Um, Kenneth Gainwell to me, uh, I just Miles Sanders just mm-hmm. is never reliable. He's already nicked up. He may have missed week one. Kenneth Gainwell is oh, I think his second year. Mm-hmm. He looked really good last year. Although yep. so did Boston Scott. But having a piece of that backfield is not bad. Yeah, you gotta figure out a way to play that. They're the best running team in the NFL, or at least they have the best offensive line in the NFL. Mm-hmm. You're gonna get thieves by the fucking quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> they need a star running back bad. They well, need they need somebody that makes sense. They need Kareem Hunt. I mean, maybe. Did you see the clip of him talking to Sirianni? Uh-uh. And all immediately photo got oh, flashed. Like, oh, he's selling them hard. Wouldn't that be amazing? That'd be pretty cool. Or just I mean, anybody that's can handle carries consistently, like on a good offense, please. Yeah, like that'd be Miami. Yeah, that's I. Miami would be perfect. I think Philadelphia is going to fuck around and do some Miles Sanders stuff and do some Gainwell stuff and do some Boston Scott stuff. And you're going to be like, fuck off. Like, why is everybody getting carries this week? <laughs> we didn't even talk about Miles Sanders once on this podcast. It's the same, no. shit, it's the same thing every no, year. Like, it's, no, it's he's going to have his moments. He's going to have his, his he's weeks where he gets a touch. Well, shit, last week, I don't, like, I don't think he had a touchdown last year. <laughs> he had like a 90-yard touchdown, I think, didn't he? I think he had zero touchdowns last year. Did he really? Jesus, man. That's scary. Stats. Whoa. <laughs> Was it right? Zero. Zero touchdowns. More fumbles lost than <laughs> touchdowns. But 5.5 yards for Gary. Like, what are we doing? You just stick a running back behind a great offensive line. Jeez, That's Louise, what happens, man. Yeah, dudes that are in this range, uh, Brian Robinson... Yeah, sure. Free money, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's gonna get probably the goal line touches in Washington. Yeah, Damian Pierce. Yes, I'll take that that ticket and see where it goes. Uh, Gainwell, you spoke on. Uh, my dude, Rashad White is down here. I'm taking Rashad White. He's gonna be on a roster, 100. percent Humongous running back that catches the ball. Best receiving back out of last last year's class. Um. And Leonard Fournette is fat. And, and Giovanni they, Bernard is still there, but like yeah. that's not going to... They have... Tampa Bay with Tom Brady generates the most high-value touches. The one thing, you know, the, the reason he's not going to be in there all the time is because, well, what, like you said, he's more of a goal-line kind of guy. Mm-hmm. But he... Well, you said he can catch too, but can he block? Can he pass block? Yeah. That's always the, the roadblock for rookies. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's really hard to know that. Yeah. The answer to that. Yeah. They've been glowing great reports out of Rashad White um, thus far. And I just, you know. Well, it's worth taking a shot on that offense. Yeah, I'm going to bet against Leonard Fournette when I can in a smart way. I just never want to call his name out. Yeah. burned me before. Yeah. I think Tyler Algier is probably a smart bet as well. Sure, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, If if Corderell Patterson. uh, Yeah, if they just decide he's not a full-time running back. Like, what then? (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, Daryl Williams is in Arizona. I forgot about that. Um, yeah, which makes me even like James Conner even more. Yeah. 
that's Isaiah Spiller is like is somebody you want if you're drafting Austin Eckler. He's a it's you got to that's the yeah. guy. Yeah. Um. Now we're getting into guys that we just don't give a shit about. I think uh, Son Haskins has looked good in Tennessee. Heard some saw some tweets about him, and the rest of the dudes are like Isaiah Pacheco. Of course, is right. has been the hot guy. Uh, could. I mean, I don't know. I I watched a little bit of the Chiefs preseason, and goddamn, Edwards Alaire just did not look better. I don't know what the. Th- I mean, he is fantasy zombie, and they have a great offensive line. Mm-hmm. If they can get a back, mm-hmm. he could be a fucking fifteen touchdown guy. I just don't. You know, I, Pacheco still seems like a pretty good bet. He's not. I, the, he was getting to be a really big time helium guy. Yeah, but he's not. Shit, he's still he's sixty nine on fantasy pros. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't rise that far. Yeah, he's still worth a pick to me. Why wouldn't you take a, a stab at that? I mean, McKinnon was kind of hot last year for them, and they use him a lot in the playoffs, Jerick McKinnon. Yeah. I think Naeem Hines is still going to have a role, but if it's not a PPR league, it doesn't necessarily matter. Clue Herbert seems to be yes. very popular. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, hell, he's good. Yeah. He's just, just their good. Line's terrible. Their offense is terrible. Yeah, and the rest are like, I don't know. Uranus Johnson, if you get Nick Chubb, Boston Scott, as you said earlier, if you want a piece of the Philly backfield and you can't get Gainwell or Sanders, mm-hmm. just get Boston Scott and stack him on your roster at the end of it. Mm-hmm. He might have a touchdown, you know, three or four touchdowns in the first half of the season. Yeah. All those guys get in the game. Um, there was one more guy I was looking at before we got out of here. Um, Mostert, do not do not draft Raheem Mostert. He, he might not be on that. He might be retired. <laughs> before the season ends. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple dudes that are just like... Jamal Williams? Yeah. Sure. Just a couple emergency play guys, depending on how deep your roster is, or if you see them, for some reason, lead back goes down. Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Cincinnati. Interesting. He is a third down specialist, uh, mm-hmm. but for some reason, they use Samaj Pirine in passing situations. Which actually is, makes me want to have Chris Evans more because he would essentially, I think, take over. He may eventually supplant uh, Samaji Pirine as being the replacement for Joe Mixon. I would mm-hmm. think he's the odds-on favorite by halfway through the year. I couldn't imagine being a coach and saying, I want Samaji Pirine out there instead of Chris Evans. Yeah. Again, the only reason why would be pass protection. Yeah. Yeah, uh, let's see who's left. Miami backfield's a shit show. The Complete rookies, show. the the rookies that are left are always like interesting. If something happens in front of them, you assume that like halfway through the year they might be able to do something. But yeah, I mean, I think we're last up. last dude. I'm probably going to take on running back list in terms of rank is probably Rashad White. I'll probably have my room. Yeah, I mean, decorated he, Snoop Connor. I like Snoop Connor, but I'm probably not going to call him. It's just too late. Yeah. Then. Yeah. All right. Yep. Yep. Solved it. <laughs> Figured it out, guys. Do all that. All right. Uh, next wide receivers. Let's do it. 